aware, Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, please think for yourself. I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you. The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right. What's up, ladies and germs? Welcome back to the Beer Garden Recording Studio. Welcome back to the show, people. <clears throat> yeah, so I've been having a lot of guests on lately. And uh, today, me and I talked to Clem from uh, the Legs and Eggs podcast. If you guys listen to the Legs and Eggs swap cast that I did, uh, she was the one that didn't make it. So there's four of them. I think uh, Fupa and Heather showed up for that, and uh, Clem sounds like she's she's the main like mastermind behind that podcast. I forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but she yelled, she uh, sent me a lot of uh, apps to like help with editing and stuff, you know, because their audio is like super good. So she's helped helped us out a lot. And, um, so I talked to her today. I just wanted to get out front and, you know, let you guys know. But, uh, so I recorded this a couple days ago, but like, <clears throat> she talks a lot and that's not a criticism, <laughs> right? So I had, uh, I had a bunch of, I had some conspiracies written down that I wanted to talk about. And we didn't even get to most of them. We did talk some conspiracy, but, you know, it is what it is. I thought it was a pretty good episode. So, uh, I don't think I'm coming back at the end here, right? So, uh, you know, like if anybody's got any any questions, comments, bitches, gripes, complaints, you know, conspiracy soldiers at yahoo.com. And then um, you can find us on Instagram at conspiracy soldiers. And um, if you like the show, give us a good review and all that bullshit. And then, you know, tell your friends and stuff. Word of mouth is the best. So, I'm not about all this social media and all that crap, but you got to do what you got to do. All right, so thanks. Here we go with this uh, interview with Clem from the Legs and Eggs podcast. Yeah, and it's... I'm sorry, a work, a client just texted me. I'm like, not, I can text her back in like an hour. Yeah. Um, you do hair, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. 
Yeah, and it just popped up because I'm on my computer. It just like popped up on my computer, and I'm like, oh, well, client texted me. <laughs> oh, I, I got I got to look at it now. It's like my day off. Like yeah. I don't have to look at it now. That happened to me yesterday when me and Julio were recording. Uh, so I'm on strike right now because mm -hmm. I'm I'm with the UAW and uh, but I'm doing like um work for like landlords for like vacant properties and stuff. Okay. So he like tried to he tried to call me while we were recording yesterday. I'm just like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I get. I I don't know why when it's like something to do with work, even if it's my day off, and they're like, the clients know they're texting me, and they know that it, I might not get back for an hour. I get like nervous, like I gotta do this right uh, now. Yep, I get that too. Some kind of anxiety where you know. Just want to take care of business, I guess. Yeah, get my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh. like, if I, I ignore them and then they don't come in, then I don't have any money. Right. Yes, so. that's important. Well, it's not real, though. Yeah, I know. Money. The way society is set up, though, I mean, you kind of have to have it. I mean, I wish it was different, but there's no yeah. getting around it. Especially when you got a family. You know, if it was just me, I tell my wife all the time, I'd probably be living in the woods. You know what oh, I mean? Like, I don't I don't need no help from the government or nothing like that. But I mean when you got a wife and kids, you gotta you gotta be a part of this whole system that they got set up. Yeah, I mean I get that. Like I don't know if I'd ever live in the woods. I will admit I'm <laughs> big on like I paid taxes, so I feel like if there's government benefits that I could collect, I'm going to collect them because yeah. I pay taxes. Well, yeah. And it's, it's like my money. Right. It's like, oh, gee, thanks for giving me my money back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I go through, and because there's so many programs, like, people don't realize that if you're, like, middle class, you could get money towards your heat, your electric, um cable there's so many government programs out there and i think it's all people it's your own money so you should go take it back right like any way you can well i kind of we kind of started getting on this subject when i was talking with um fupa and, and heather but um so i had this i had this pastor on a couple two or three weeks ago and he was talking about that type of deal where you really don't have to pay taxes and he's got you know, it's that like Sovereign I was citizens. Yeah, right. Yep. It's I mean, it's really interesting, but, you know, they're not going to let it. They're not going to let it fly. Yeah, um, no, you can't. You can't get away with like I I like respect what the sovereign citizens are doing and what they think. But for me, like, that's not the way you're going to get one over on the government. Right. Like yeah. you got to And you're not even like doing anything illegal. Like if you want to get one over on the government, you got to go and find every program that they don't tell you about and apply for it. Yeah. I know. Get your money back. It's yours. I know. When I was in the army, the I had no intention of going to college or anything. And so like in, in uh, basic training, the drill sergeant's, you know, hands me this paper to sign up for the 
program you got to put into it. I forget which one it is. There's like two or three different ones. But I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to college, drill sergeant. He's like, yes, you do. And he handed it to me, and I signed it. And so they were taking money out of my check every month, and I never even used it. It would have been like thirty grand, yeah. It would have been like thirty grand altogether. But once you don't use it for like ten years or something like that, it's gone. But I mean, you can't can't give it to your kids. I mean, I could have, but I waited too long. So I've been out since I got out, and I mean, I got out. I think my discharge was technically like ninety nine or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's like my friend's um my friend's husband was army reserve but full time as a mechanic um for like thirty two years or something like that. Something crazy. Long uh, time. Yeah. And that'd... his he used his college money to pay for his daughter's college. Yeah, I wish I would have got something together where I could have done something like that because I'm paying on two of them right now. Oh, that's a lot. That's a <laughs> yeah. Lot. Do they go to private school or state school? Uh, well, the one's still in high school, but she's getting re- getting ready to graduate. My other, my twenty two year old, um, she went to the University of Toledo. She graduated, but she's now she's in like, uh, what is it? The second school. Uh, oh, she's in grad school. Yeah, now? she's in grad oh. school. Oh God, that's cost. My niece is um, going to grad school uh, P- for a PhD for astronomy, and I'm like, my poor brother. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's that's a lot. Like, that's a lot. It's like a lot, and you have to have grad school now to get a fucking job. I know. I have a high school diploma. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm a hairdresser forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I work at a auto plant i make i mean we do all right for not having a, any degree or nothing like that you know but yeah i, I mean, just good... <laughs> i just i couldn't think of anything that i wanted to do in, that would be like a college i'm just a blue collar type of guy you know what i mean so i just like get, getting out there and staying busy all day and just getting a day over with that's the way i look yeah. at it yeah yeah, I don't like sitting in a classroom. Right. Like, I wish they could, like, the way I went to beauty school, it's like you just go and you learn how to do hair. Like, if someone would teach me just how to, like, be a dentist without all the <laughs> yeah. college classes, yeah. I'd go be a fucking dentist. I don't care. That sounds almost fun. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, as far as cutting hair, it, there's really no way to do it except for just doing it. You know what I mean? You got to start cutting the hair and figuring it out. Yeah. I mean, how much sit-down time did you actually have when you were learning about that? Oh, God, 45 minutes every day. Wow. I, I do, it's required. It's required. You take this dumb test that's a written test that you have to, like, know all these stupid things that you never use in real life and it's all about like sanitation oh yeah and um so for 45 minutes every day for eight months i had to sit in a dumb class it was exhausting i guess i hate like just sitting still in a lecture yeah i i can't do it yep and if you haven't figured out yet i'm a talker so tell me to shut up for 45 minutes (laughs) it's not happening 
I was also 27 years old when I went. So I'm like, I'm not scared of teachers the way these kids that just graduated from high school are. Like, yeah, shut right. up. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I, th I got a couple buddies that he went to school and he tries to act like he's better than me. And I'm like, dude, your, your professor was probably stoned the whole time he was preaching class to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, but. Um, no, but I um I was I was actually just because this week I don't know when this episode's coming out that I'm on, so uh -huh. it'll either be I don't know my my most recent episode of Legs and Eggs is gonna have two of the final clips from you, so I was just editing a clip with you, and there was a part like you just reminded me of Sarah. You were talking about um. Antarctica and you were <laughs> you were like I don't know I have to look that up I just know it's all bullshit yeah so. I get it I did this I was talking to I was on this other guy's show yesterday I've this is like my third or fourth episode this week you know because I'm on strike and I ain't got really I'm trying to stay busy but I mean I got plenty of time to do shows and stuff are you recording this too or are we both yeah I don't I don't know if I'll I'll use it, but I always record as a backup for everyone. Yeah, yeah, because I need a back couple of backup episodes. I'm going. I'll be coming to New York uh, here in a couple weeks because I got a daughter up there that's getting married. Oh, really? Yeah, it's upstate. Like I told you, it's up. It's up close to um, Fort Drum, like we were talking about on you, you guys' episode. But she lives up there still, and. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna need a back couple of backups because ever since I started this show back up, it's kind of like I'm addicted to it. Like as soon as I record something, I'll just drop it. You know what I mean? So I, I got to stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not organized with this really yet. I'm trying to get it together. It's it's hard. I record way more stuff, thinking like I have the time to edit it all. And as you know, our show is heavily edited oh yeah it's super it's that, great though i like that that's that's what i like to do that's like the whole reason like when Poopa and i started our first podcast which then we rolled over into legs and eggs like i don't know eight months later we had one called anal house <laughs> um it was just Poopa and i and it was the audio quality was so bad oh. but i that's when I realized I really liked the editing. So as we kept going more and more, we we just, I keep saying, I'm going to edit less, and I can't. I just can't. I hate I edit editing. More. I hate it, editing, man. It's like, you have you know about some of the terrible episodes I've had. I mean, they're getting better, but I still don't. I guarantee I don't edit nearly as much as you do. No, I, I love them. I love them. Don't call your episodes terrible. I love them. <laughs> Thanks. I listen to them. Like, and I'm the type of person who like listens to podcasts in bulk and then skip around. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll listen to them on my way to work or when I'm cleaning my house. So I'll just go through and make a playlist and put a bunch of, oh, man, I love your show. Don't, don't change it. Don't change <laughs> it at all. I love it. I'm so far behind right now because... So I work at an auto plant, and I'm usually there 10 hours a day. 
And depending what job I'm on or like who I'm working by, if it's somebody I don't really want to talk to, I'll just put my earbuds in and listen to podcasts for like 10 hours. And I don't really watch the news or listen to any of the mainstream news. I get all my news from some of these podcasts that I listen to. So I've been on strike for like two weeks now. I have no idea what's going on in the world. No idea right now. I don't I don't even know. You well, know, you know, Feinstein died and then they arrested Tupac's killer. I, I heard about Feinstein. Julio was telling me about that. And so how, how old is this guy that's killed Tupac now? Keefe D? Um, What's his name? I don't know. Keefe D? I don't know. I swear Keefe D's been claiming that he drove the getaway car forever. Oh, so, so he's a, he admitted it all these years and now he's just finally getting arrested? Yeah. That sounds like shady. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's look him up right now. 1963. He's 60 years old. So there we go. But yeah, he. Um, I guess they arrested him. I don't know. Heather told me I wasn't. I was busy laughing at the fact that Feinstein died. Yeah. Mostly because I thought she was like already dead. I mean, she kind of looked at. She looked really dead. So does Biden. Oh, God, Biden. Oh, my God. What a fucking embarrassment. Like, that guy, you know, and I'm not... I'm not someone who loves Trump. Like, I don't even like that fucking guy. Okay? So I'm going to put that out there. Like, when he had COVID, I was walking around my neighborhood going, like, as I talk to everyone in my neighborhood, telling (laughs) them that I, like, wished that they would live stream his death. Like, I can't wait till he dies. I fucking hate that guy. So... (laughs) But I also fucking hate Joe Biden. Like, one of the things is, like, when he fell off his bike. <laughs> like, when he, like, you know, who falls, as Sarah says, who falls off their bike when they're at a complete fucking stop? Like, come on. Did when you? His s- eye was bleeding when he was in the debates. Jesus. It reminds me of McCain. Remember when McCain had that big open wound on his head? This was years ago. Yes. But he, I guess he had like brain surgery or some shit. I can't even remember what that was about. But it's like, dude, put a fucking band aid on there or something. Yeah. It was like when Mike Pence had the fly on his head. <laughs> that was funny, too. I just like laughing at politicians. Yeah, it's all. I hate all of them. It's like pro wrestling, man. It's all fake. Yeah, they're all friends. They all know each other, they're all buddies. Oh. Did you see when he was uh, awarding the Medal of Honor to that guy and then he just wandered off? <laughs> and then the poor yes. old poor old dude's just kind of standing there like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Uh, yes. You ever, then, have you ever heard of um, Drinking Bros? No. It's a, it's a kind of like a conservative podcast, but like one dude is like super serious like me and then the other dude's kind of goofball, like a comedian kind of. But um, they were talking about that, how he wandered off and left that guy just standing there. And the one dude, Dan, he said he said he thinks uh, Biden had a poopy diaper and that's why he walked off. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. It's probably right. Yeah, like I remember when he was running in the primary. Now I'm put this out there for all your listeners so they know I loved Bernie Sanders. Like, that's my grandpa, okay? 
Um, so I was like really mad over Biden in general. But I remember he was like sundowning, like clearly, like this guy has dementia. And I would call my dad and I'd be like, dad, like this is embarrassing. Like I feel bad. Like this is an old man. He's your age. And they have him up on stage like that. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. They do anything to just make sure that the people that they want to be in power are in power. Yeah, man. And it's just, it's not just for, they control everything. I mean, all the media. It's like this, um, what's this, who's this dude with this, with this country song that got so big out of nowhere? Oh my God. Oliver Anthony or something like that. The, um, don't try that in a small town or the, the one, the rich men, yeah, Richmond from Richmond. Now, Jason Aldean, he's already got some pretty good songs, but this other dude, he's never even had an album, and he's got all these millions of listens on YouTube, and the song sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Dude's, like, basically, like, yodeling and shit. Like, nobody wants to listen to that. There's some kind of... There, something's not right about that. I don't know how that song got so big so fast, but I don't yeah. trust it. And I, I listened to it because everyone was talking about it on like Twitter and stuff that it's like this clearly right wing song and, you know, it's this and that. And I listened to it and I'm like, no, nah, it's not really a right wing song or a left wing song. It's just a really bad song. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And then he so, talked, he talked shit about something about someone being on welfare so you know that's that's probably what got everybody up in arms and listening to it and shit yeah but i mean in the context of the song i thought he was talking about corporate welfare yeah maybe i mean i just when i listened to it and then read the lyrics i thought he was my impression of this terrible song was he was talking about corporate welfare so i mean i can't even listen to it I like that the one Jason Aldean uh, try that in a small town. I like that song, but it's uh, no offense. I hate that song. I was about. I was just getting ready to say though, it doesn't really have like the words don't really match the music. Like it, there is no, there's really no beat to it. It's like the words and the music are from two separate songs almost. I just like right. Jason Aldean, but I mean it's, the song's not great. But I kind of like the message. Right. I could say the same thing about that other dude, but it's it's I'm just so sick and tired of hearing that song that I just don't want nothing to do with it. Yes, someone we do um, online karaoke like all the time. Okay, so we go we go into the room and it's like me. It's usually me, Sarah, my co-host Sarah the Ruthless, and um, her boyfriend Carl all sing in this room. And sometimes our friends, my sister, and randos come in. And some dude came in and sung that stupid "Rich Men from North of Richmond" song. Oh, oh, God. oh my God! And Sarah, it's you can't talk. It's all like chat because it's an app. Sarah could not handle it. She just kept <laughs> telling the guy how much the song <laughs> that sounds like a good time so people just show up that you don't know just out of nowhere and start singing or how's... yeah because 
Yeah, because on the app, like, you can just go into these rooms, and there's tons of rooms. Or you could just record a duet or just record a song or go live. It's, like, really fun. It's more fun than you ever think it's going to be. Yeah. Do it all the time. But randos come in. Actually, one of the randos ended up coming on our podcast. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. So, like, we meet people, but. Yeah, when someone comes in and sings a shitty song like that, you're like, Jesus, this is the wrong room for this. Yeah. What'd the guy sing that you brought on the show? Oh, um, oh, that's Chad. He was on the show. He sings with us all the time. Oh, so you already knew him. Um, well, Sarah met him through karaoke that way. And at this point, I've done karaoke with Chad and talked to him on the show. Like, So I already know him. Yeah, that's cool. He's a... I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes. He was, if you go back to the one called It's Not a MAGA Cake, um, <laughs> he was that guest, the trucker who um, hurt his back. I don't think I heard that one yet. Yeah, he had a sad story. Like, former Marine, got injured on the job, can't get the surgery he needs to go back to work. You know, you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this country? It's a shame. So, but, oh my God, I was thinking about something that, because I was just editing you last night. Oh, um, from the last show? Yeah, I was just finishing up and you guys were talking about something. Oh, I forgot. I can talk about any conspiracy though. They're all fucking <laughs> But I, mean, I believe like 90% of conspiracy theory, and not that 90% of all conspiracies are th- true, that each conspiracy theory, 90% of it is true. Yeah, and they're all starting to come true, uh, you know, more and more. It's like, yeah, it kind of pisses me off because like uh, Alex Jones been t- has been talking about Epstein for like 20, 30 years now. And, you know, now that, what, in the past five years, it's all come to the come to the forefront. It's all over the mainstream media, you know, and now everybody's talking about it. I'm just thinking, like, motherfucker, I've been knowing about this shit for 20 years now, and then now people want to talk like they're experts at the shit. Yeah, but it, remember when he got arrested, like, the first time? Like, when he got that sweet plea deal? But that first time Epstein got arrested, you were like, why isn't this a big story? <laughs> right. Like, I yeah. read the article that got him arrested again the second time in 2019, I remember reading that. I believe that came out in 2018. It was really good. And it made everyone start thinking about it again. I was reading it. And that was like the first time a lot of people I know had heard even who Epstein was and what had happened. Yeah. And I'm like, like 20 years ago, like, one, how do you get arrested for sex trafficking to yourself and no one else? Come on. Yeah. Like, who was he sex trafficking to? I mean, yeah, it's no bullshit. one else has gotten arrested. And then, and then Maxwell gets arrested, and the same thing happens. It's like nobody else is on the on the list, or it's just it's obviously a cover up. Yeah, I mean, so. I tie it into, do you remember Pizzagate? Yeah. Okay, so 
I always tie it into Pizzagate. When everyone was doing Pizzagate and like that came out and Comet Ping Pong, um, I'm like, no, like, yeah, there is a like a global sex trafficking ring, but it's not only Democrats and it's not happening out of a pizza place. It's Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Like, so that's why I say like 90% are true. Like people knew that there was a global sex trafficking ring. If I had to get, hmm? sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I I was going to say, I think Epstein was, um, yeah, they were doing all this bad shit with kids and everything, but I think he was using all that as like a, to blackmail these people. I think it was like an intelligence program to get dirt on, to get dirt on people and kind of, you know, force them to do financial types of things that they needed done. Like for the CIA or like on his own? I think it was for the, I mean, the CIA, the FBI, a lot of these three letter groups are all tied together. Oh yeah. When I, so when I say intelligence, I'm just talking about all that shit. Yeah, the covert, you know, U.S. intelligence agencies. I I refer to them as the blanket term of the CIA, even though there's a bunch of them. Yeah, well, not not just the United States either. Like like Epstein and Maxwell were. So Maxwell's dad was with um, the the Israeli intelligence program. Yeah, he was Mossad. Yeah. But I mean, it's probably, it's all connected together, man. It's it's, it's basically just all the elites against all of us. You know, they're all all these rich people are all tied in together in this shit. Not all yeah. of them, but a lot. I mean, there's a certain group that's doing all this. There's and we don't know who they are. The people that they let us see, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all the politicians, like that's who they want us to see. Like, and blame for being in charge. Like, there's people behind the the scenes that are really in charge, and they don't give a fuck about us at all, and they are the ones... Did you read, or not read, because I'm not going to read the New York fucking Times. This is a bullshit paper, and it's paywalled. They can't even give it to me for free. Right. Like, they should pay me to read it, honestly, (laughs) but... So on Twitter, it was, I just read the headline. I'm one of them people. Um, they were talking about new Russian, a new supposed Russian disinformation program, which I'm like, I think this like Russian disinformation meddling stuff isn't as serious as they say it is. But now anything critical of Ukraine, they, they're claiming that Russia is going to try to start a new disinformation campaign in the u.s being critical of ukraine of anyone who's you know trying to drum up people to not support the war in ukraine and i'm like oh yeah okay so now not supporting ukraine is russian propaganda like that doesn't sound like you know yeah you're trying so when the news when the news tells us that ukraine is good that means, in my anyway, I trust Russia more than I trust Ukraine. I think you, Ukraine's got a whole bunch of dirty shit going on right now. 
Yeah, I don't trust either of them. I'm just like, why does Ukraine need all our fucking money? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, it, it was something you said um, when you were on my podcast that they gave um, the people in Hawaii $700. Per household. Per household. And we're giving Ukraine, how much are we up to now? Well, back then it was 3000 per citizen, but it's higher now. I yeah I, somebody did all that math and everything but i'm i mean it's probably double that now if not more yeah why are we sending all our money to ukraine like we don't live there right that's a damn good question it's bullshit like, like and it's also it's never the regular people like the regular citizens in ukraine the regular citizens in russia they're not the ones doing this they're just like you and i trying to live our their fucking lives yeah and I gotta you know, watch. All... I gotta watch my how I talk because I'm always saying like "fuck Ukraine" and this and that. What I really mean is the government. I don't, ha you know, I ain't got no nothing against any citizens in this world. You know, it's a, it's the government that I'm talking about. But I mean, yeah. that's what I mean when I say a country. I mean "fuck Ukraine." I mean I'm talking about Zelensky. Oh, I hate that guy. He's a he's a jackass. Yeah, and the thing that bothers me is now, you know, I don't, I've, I've stated I don't like Trump, but you know, you got, I call them shit libs, the, um, you know, the super liberal fall everything, you know, vote blue no matter who, like those people fucking annoy me. Oh, yeah. And so they'll hate on Trump, right? And, but then like worship Zelensky, and I'm like, they're the same fucking guy. <laughs> Like, there's no difference. Him, Trump, Andrew Cuomo, they all have the same fucking personality. Like, Jesus. So you know about the TV show he was on and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, He's like a fucking failed comedian or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he played the president of Ukraine in, in his comedy. And then everybody, yeah. I don't know if everybody got to know him. I mean, none of the, I don't. I would say that everybody got to know him through the TV show and then they voted for him, but I don't, I doubt if any of these elections are even real anyway. So yeah, I mean, all. our own elections aren't even real, right? It's what does Sarah have a Sarah, um, my co-host has a theory that we could all, every single one of us could vote third party. Like every single person in the United States could vote for a third party. We could all vote for the one Sarah's pushing right now is Cornell West used to be vermin Supreme. We could all do it. And still either Trump or Joe Biden would be president because our votes don't matter. They uh -huh. have decided it's going to be the two of that. One of the two of them, no matter what we do, who we vote for is going to be whoever they decide. Yeah. And they're getting ready to roll out another variant for the covid bullshit so just in time for it'll probably run right through the next election cycle of course it will yeah mail-in ballots and six feet and all the bullshit will be back back in effect just as bad as it was last time yeah i didn't tr i voted by mail because like i was excited about it like i'm lazy so anytime you say something like, oh, you don't have to go somewhere. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. 
I live like two blocks from my polling place. Oh yeah, so, they, they put them everywhere. Yeah, and it's like the I'm. I mean, this is how lazy I am. It's like the time I ordered Carvel ice cream for delivery when Carvel ice cream is two blocks away from me. <laughs> like I actually paid tipped like ten dollars to get someone to deliver me ice cream once because I'm that lazy. But I'm never voting by mail again. No. I will walk over to my polling place. I don't trust it. The ballot was confusing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it got there. Even in person, I don't really think it's 100%, but it's probably got to be better that way than to send it through the mail. Yeah. And um, so for a brief period, Fupa Jones worked at the post office. Um so the post office, I, I love the concept of the post office, but, you know, they're not very organized at a fucking post office. <laughs> like, you think, people think it's like this well-oiled machine, and it is not. Right. Oh. Yeah, they had a, remember when the post office had the reputation of everybody shooting up their workplace? Yeah, because they hired a bunch of Vietnam vets and didn't give them um, mental health care. Yeah, that, that, what was that, like 10 or 15 years ago now? It kind of died down now. You don't I hear... wanted to say it was when more like when we were kids in like the 80s was the big, 80s into the 90s. Because it yeah. was all like, when you it, when you looked into it, it was all Vietnam vets. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. I do remember that, yeah, because that used to be a thing where you would say somebody went postal <laughs> and yeah, well, kind of lose their shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's because they hired a bunch of Vietnam vets, didn't give them any health care, mental health care, and sent them to one of the most toxic work environments. Yeah. Like, I mean, Fupa Jones lasted, I believe, six weeks at the post office. Yeah. Um, another friend of mine worked a year and a half at the post office and he was like at two years you make full union you get all your benefits like you get your good pension you're, you're under the good union contract and he couldn't do it wasn't even a year and a half i think he was like three months shy of his two years getting the full union benefits and he's like i can't fucking stand this anymore i'm gonna go wait fucking tables <laughs> I mean, it's. It seems like it would be a good job. I mean, I know I've I've heard that you got to wait a long time to get like a good route, and I'm talking about like the mailman that walks around delivering mail and stuff. I wouldn't want to be in the building there for sure, but it takes a long yeah. time to get a good route. You know, you, when you're brand new, you're probably walking around in shitty ass neighborhoods and bad, they, you know, a bad route. They work you 12 hours a day, six days a week in the beginning. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, those that make it, I mean, I guess it pays off in the end, but you got to be able to put up with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. If you started at, like, 18 and could handle it, it would be a good deal. Because, like, you know, you're 18. Like, But when you start at, like, 30 like my friend did it's like i don't know how we lasted a year and a half yeah yeah i mean the older you get it's it's so hard to put up with some of the bullshit you got to deal with like like when you're a new 
like working through a temp service because a lot of places use temps. And, you know, they they treat everybody the same. That A lot of people don't get the respect they deserve. And I've just fucking walked. I've walked off so many jobs like that. I mean, I've been at the one I'm at now for 10 years, so hopefully everything works out with this one. But it's just once you get to a certain age, man, it's hard to put up with people's bullshit. Oh, God, yeah. It's I'm like, I just can't. You know, I'm a hairdresser, so like I make my own schedule. But the things I put up at salons when I was younger that I'm like, I would never put up with that bullshit. I will fire a fucking client. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, do not piss me off. Like, I have no patience. And I, like, I'm not going to fire someone over something stupid. I did fire a client once because they said everyone in my salon was old. And they wanted me to go back to my old salon that I worked at where everyone was young. But the salon that I had worked at previously was run by two, like, almost 70 year old men and the salon i was where i'm working at now was just full of like 40 year old women and i'm like fuck you you call 40 year old women old but you don't call 70 year old men old you're done (laughs) i was also in my 40s like are you saying i'm old (laughs) that would feel good to fire somebody like that though yeah probably had probably had a good night that night oh you just send an email it's it's really I mean like it feels good when you fire someone I fired another <laughs> client one time for like he really annoyed me but you really just send an email saying like you don't think that you are a match anymore and then you pick like three other hairdressers you know that can deal with the client and you refer them and here's three people who might be able to help you. So you don't even get to say anything like mean to them. Oh, well that sucks. Yeah. But you know, you think it in your head, right? It's it's fun though. It still feels good when like someone pisses you off and you're just like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. But, Oh no, I was thinking about, I was thinking about something. The conspiracies. I haven't barely even covered conspiracies. I know. We're coming up we're coming up on uh forty five minutes here. We haven't even talked about any conspiracies. I know. I told you I'm a talker. (laughs) It don't matter. I mean we could we could end this right now and I'd still I mean I'm gonna save it. Like I said, I've already done two this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it at some point, but I mean it's still it's still interesting whether it's conspiracies or not. But, I mean, we did talk about Epstein. Yeah, because the government's fucking screwing us. And that's, I think, the big takeaway that from having listened to your podcast that you want people to understand is that's how I interpreted the things you talk about. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, as far as Epstein goes, like, compare him to, like, um, Hugh Hefner. All the shit he did. During his lifetime, you know, at the Playboy Mansion and all that shit. Yeah. And how many of those, how many of those girls were, let's say, under 18? Yeah, probably a lot, especially back in the day. Yeah. And then he had, like, underground tunnels beneath there. You ever hear that one? I didn't. Yeah. 
So he had like underground tunnels that connected to like uh, celebrities' houses and who knows what else was under there. Fucking probably like cages and shit. But um, I believe it. A couple of the names that come up if you try to look into it are like Jack Nicholson was supposedly one of them. I think Warren I Warren Beatty. I didn't look into it too much, but maybe I'll make an episode about that one of these days. Yeah, I can see it. There's like not many celebrities that you could. Foop and I, a long time ago on Anal House, used to have a bit called um, Did He Rape? (laughs) And it was, Foopa would just name random celebrities and I would tell him, him if I thought they raped somebody or not. So most celebrities, I'm like, yeah, there's like maybe a handful that I'm like, nah, I don't see it. Give me an example. Give me an example of like a somebody that was a yes and somebody that was a no. Okay. So like Brad Pitt was a yes. John Cena was a no. Huh? I don't know, man. I just don't see it in John Cena. I do because have you seen the... What, what movie was he in? The Fast and the Furious or was it something else? John Cena? Maybe I'm I'm getting shit mixed up. I don't watch a lot of movies. But the anyway, professional wrestler? John yeah. Cena. Yeah, so yeah. he was in he was in some movie where he had to go apologize to the Chinese government for something that he said. Like and then he did it in uh he did it in their language. Like, he learned their language just so he could do this, apologize to them. So, I mean, he's pretty coming off pretty fucking desperate for, you know, having these high morals. Uh, I'm not 100% on him. Yeah, I mean, John Cena is going to protect his his brand and his income. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see him as raping. Like, maybe being shady, but I don't see him actually, like, rape. Like, Hulk Hogan. I don't see Hulk Hogan as being a rapist. I see, okay, I'm not accusing anybody of rape, but Gavin Newsom looks like he could do it. Yeah, man. He looks like uh, American Psycho, right? Yeah. Who played that part? He has rape eyes. Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely dirty. I, I wouldn't put anything past Gavin Newsom. Yeah, I don't trust him. And you look at him and like as a woman, like you start to, I, you know, I make jokes about he has rape eyes. and You know, you know how guys you can tell a chick she's got crazy eyes. Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah. I know all about it. that. <laughs> yeah. Women, we have this sixth sense for your like ability, your likelihood of raping. So I call it rape eyes. And Gavin Newsom absolutely has rape eyes i don't know if he's done it but definitely it is there like he looks like he could that's all i'm saying ever since we started talking about this i've had this face in my mind that i wanted to bring up and i i'm having absolute uh mind block i can't think of his name the one that um oh kevin spacey Oh, God, yeah. And he did rape a, a boy or something. A whole bunch of them. Yeah. And then he was. Yeah, he's. He had some trials going on over in Europe. Yeah. 
and people would just suddenly start dying and getting in car crashes and shit. And the next thing you know, the the case is closed because there's no, yeah. you know, there's no uh, witnesses or whatever that they happen to be to that case. Yeah, so. that's like a little suspect. It's like, um, so I just recently did the we the whole Clinton body count conspiracy theory from I just went through Wikipedia. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's a lot of plane crashes and gunshots. Yeah. You know, with the uh, people around the Clintons. Yeah. You, you know, and I'm just going to say allegedly because I have to keep myself off Hillary's kill list. <laughs> but, um, you know, what, you start to wonder about things like that. The craziest one was the dude that hung himself with an extension cord and also shot himself in the chest with a shotgun at the same time he hung himself. Like, come Which on, man. This? Huh? Which one's this? It was one of the Clinton. Uh, they had some kind of connection to the Clintons. This was probably within the past five years, I think. I wish I had his name and all that stuff, but yeah, he yeah. he hung himself and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun at the same time. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, it's like um, you know, shooting yourself in the back of the head twice. Yeah, <laughs> like really, like some of them. Like, so we did the Clinton body count. Um, I just did the Wikipedia page, and it's kind of funny. So I was telling my mom that I was gonna do it. So, cause she like calls me and asks me what I'm doing with the podcast and I'm like oh we're about to record the Clinton body count and we're gonna decide um the likelihood of if they if the Clintons did kill them and my mother's just like well I think they killed people (laughs) love my mother so she listens to your show oh yeah her and my dad listen to it they are probably our biggest fans and critics so they're the only ones that'll tell us when like Something needs improvement. Okay. So, yeah, but my mom listens to me say the filthiest things. (laughs) (laughs) I called my dad when I, because he he is like me. He's like a conspiracy theorist. And I was going to tell him, like, hey, you might might like some of the stuff I'm talking about on my podcast. And he's like, what's a podcast? And I'm just like, never mind, Dad. (laughs) You know? So... Yeah, my, I told my dad he should listen to. They listened to the one that you were on. Um, they came to visit me last week, two weeks ago. They were here recently, and they they had been driving. Oh, my parents are crazy, but <laughs> so they they had driven their camper from New Hampshire down to Florida because my sister was visiting her in laws in Florida, and then they drove up to Indiana. And over to Ohio because they wanted to kayak somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> and then do they wanted to see something in Indiana, kayak somewhere in Ohio. And then they drove over to Brooklyn. Oh. And so they were here. So they had plenty of time to listen to the podcast. And they listened to the one that you were on. And they loved it. Oh, they cool. said they loved your stories. And I was like, Dad, you should listen to his podcast. And he's like, <laughs> you know, my dad's an old man. He's like, Mommy, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but the Clinton body count, 
like some of them like this is one of my like did the clintons kill people yes this is like probably one of our biggest conspiracies theories me and fupa where like the clintons won totally allegedly because i need to stay off the kill list killed vince foster allegedly like that's just that's like saying as fupa once said Saying the Clintons didn't kill Vince Foster is like saying Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Like, come on. <laughs> Which one's that? I can't keep up with all this stuff. Vince Foster. Vince Fo Deputy White House counsel um, committed suicide in 93. He shot himself in the mouth. Um, you know, he had like a lot of dirt on the Clintons. He's a big one that everyone's like, yeah, that's that's true. But then there's other ones like we were going over like the commerce attack secretary who was been subpoenaed as a material witness in a trial died. Um, what about like um, wasn't Seth Rich one of the big ones that was supposed to be? Yeah. And that one, I actually don't think the Clintons killed him. Oh, really? Only because like when I read the whole case. And his age and having lived in a city, I'm like, okay, this guy, it's D.C., so everyone's on cocaine. <laughs> this guy totally just went to score coke and ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I could believe that. Because, like, what he supposedly did, I don't think was enough for the Clintons to kill him. And what... But that's been a while now, hasn't it? What, what was he kind of dirt did he have? He was 2016, and they people say that he was the one that released the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. Oh, but and so then the Clintons killed him. But I just that one, I'm gonna honestly say I I don't think, and I believe they killed a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. Wasn't it's just some that you're like, ah, oh, maybe not. Wasn't the email supposedly the uh, tranny from the 10th Mountain Division? Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, oh, Chelsea Manning. Um, yeah, she released. She released. Um, I forgot what she released, but she did release government secrets the same way Edward Snowden did. I just can't remember what Chelsea Manning released. Yeah, because it seems like it was right around that year too. 2016 or so i don't know i thought i thought uh that might have been all part of the same emails that you're talking about but i could be wrong yeah no, let me see i'll look i got my phone right here i'll look up what um chelsea manning released i mean edward snowden that's another big one for me i used to tell people all the time because you know in 2001 you know, we get 9-11, my favorite holiday. <laughs> um, and then we get the Patriot Act. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so the Patriot Act obviously gave them broad surveillance power. So, yeah. and then we get cell phones become prominent, you know, in society. So I would, for years, just be like, yeah, the government's spying on us. Like, they're totally listening to our phone calls. Oh, for sure. And people would say to me, oh, you think the government's listening to you? I'm like, I'm, no, I'm boring. Like, I'm sure they, like, they listen in 
say, okay, she's not talking about anything and then it's done or they're just recording it or whatever. But they were listening to all of us. That's what I always said. And people called me crazy. And then in 2009, Edward Snowden comes out and says, oh, yeah, guess what? They were all listening to you. Yep. Jesus. And they act like it's still not enough. Like like they keep trying to push these other. Uh, what's the latest one that they did with? Um, they tried to further the surveillance capabilities in this in one of these last. It's not even a bill. It's like. Uh, it's like a treaty or something. And then if you go in and read the small print, there's a bunch of shit. Gives them permission to do all this surveillance type of shit. And um, that's how they do it, man. They all put it in the small print. They do. It's all in, like, the budget. Mm Mm-hmm. They sneak things into the budget. They sneak things into treaties. They sneak things into... They'll have, like, a a law that... Say something stupid, like animal protection. That's not stupid. Animal protection is very important. But... It'll be like just a law that everyone will be like, of course, like, let's treat animals better. And then there's all these amendments in it for, um, you know, to spy on us more. So we lose our rights in all of these little things. People don't realize that. And then they name it, they'll name it something like the Patriot Act. And then if if you talk against it, it's like, oh, what are you, a fucking Nazi or, you know, you don't. They don't even read the shit. They just blindly follow some of these things without even checking into it. Yeah, and it's been over 20 years. And look, 9-11. Oh, 9-11. Like, we know who did 9-11. Like, the Saudis did 9-11. Like, that's just, okay, we know that. And we go to war with Iraq. Like, come on. Like, Maybe you wanted the Saudis to do 9-11 so we could go to war with Iraq. But did they really do it, though? I think, you know, like, nothing, none of the, none of the black boxes survived. None of the, nothing survived. Then all of a sudden they find these passports. Like, come (laughs) on, man. Passports. Come on. It's it's such a crock of shit. What was it? It was one of my um, my frequent guests, Tommy Shrimps, was making a joke about that. He was like, yeah, and then Rudy Giuliani finds the passports in a pile of rubble. Like, come on. Like, you find fully intact passports. You can't even find bodies. You can't find the plane. Right. You can't find anything. Like, this was a huge building that collapsed, two of them, but... You can find some fucking passports? Come on now. Well, don't forget about the third building that collapsed for no reason by itself. Not Which even one was... Building 7. Oh yeah, Building 7 collapsed. I forgot. And it, it didn't even get hit with anything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, for- I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God! I forgot nine eleven. I'm There's, like supposed to never forget. <laughs> oh, they do it. On, they do this shit on purpose. You got so many things that don't make sense. You, and then you got more shit coming at you on the news, and you just forget about stuff like that. Yeah. You know. It's I'm, and Sarah has 
a thing that she remembers like the day before 9-11 September 10th um that they announced there was like a like a trillion dollars just missing yeah and then 9-11 happens the next day at like in New York City the financial center down in the financial district really and then nobody's talking about this missing money anymore yeah like i remember that really? i was it was the in the pentagon right was was where the uh the money was missing from oh i can't i can't remember it's a sarah talks about it i didn't even really know remember this so i only just have the information that sarah gave me and anything information that you have so if it oh. was in the Pentagon missing, then it was in the Pentagon. I believe it was missing. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, like 9-11, and then you get the Patriot Act, and, you know, they start spying on us. You know, they're spying on us for everything. They're getting us all to fight with each other. Like, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Like, you had mentioned on an episode I listened to just recently, I might be the one where you had the pastor on. You were talking about your daughter and you said your daughter thinks like you're, you said it in a funny way, but thinks like you're a right wing conspiracy theorist and you probably are driving her crazy. Yeah. But, she's, she kind of thinks I'm insensitive to put it mildly. I mean, she's, she doesn't come out and say it, you know what I mean? But like, I'll say something and then she'll just be like, oh my God. You know, yeah, yeah, but that's like a father daughter relationship. Yeah, I it I was telling somebody else. I think it was on one of these episodes. Actually, she's gonna grow out of it. You know, she's at that age. You know, I mean, a How lot old of. How is she? She's about to be just about to be eighteen here pretty soon. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Like any that father daughter relationship that never changes. Like. I'm 49 years old. My father is 75 and he still says something. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dad, <laughs> you know, yeah. so you never grow. Your parents are supposed to annoy you, but like yeah. it goes to the point that I was trying to make, or I was going to make was, you know, they, the elites, the people in power are trying to get us to fight over things with like, the people close to us. So we don't have, have you ever read the book 1984? Yeah. So you know that they got the children to report their parents for thought crimes. Yep. I don't remember but, everything. It's been a while, but I know about all the, you know, oh, <clears throat> what they call it? Um, like double speak and new speak, double speak. And there's thought crimes. Thought and, crimes. And um, what is it? Your your children report parents for thought crimes in the book. So I'm always like, we're really close to 1984 because oh, yeah. they're they're really trying to get us to like, look, politics is important and people have their own political beliefs, but they're not so black and white. You know, like no one's fully on the right or fully on the left. You know, you have everyone has weird opinions about different things, depending on 
where they live, their life, everything. But family is important. And that your family is more important than your politics. Oh, like, yeah. No matter what. Like. Yeah. And they're they try so hard with disinformation campaigns to get you to turn on your family. Yeah. And if if they ever get to that point, that's really we're, we're doomed, man. You know? Yeah. My thing is for anyone is whether you're on the left, you're on the right, do not turn on your family. That is your family, your family and your friends. That's your community. Those are your bonds. It doesn't really matter what someone's politics are because good people can have bad politics and bad people can have good politics. Yeah. So you just got to, I, I get really like noticing that they're really trying to turn people against each other in a way that just keeps them in power. Yep, 100%. Like, we argue over whether we should call homeless people homeless or the unhoused. Like, they don't have places to live. What we should do is find them homes, not argue over and disown your family over using the wrong word. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. The unhoused. Uh, Yeah, I live in New York, so I get like that really, you know, let's change the language instead of changing the situation. Sort of. That's who you call, people I call shit libs, you know. Like they will scold you, chastise you for saying a homeless person instead of an unhoused person. But they'll still like walk right still call the police to get them out of their neighborhood like come on yeah so these are people new york city and california la area i'm i think things start heating up there before it does everywhere else so like have you noticed like um they're supposed to be ramping up this this other variant have you noticed like a lot more masks and stuff like that over there or is it still about the same yeah, my my clients are starting to take our free masks when they come in. Now, I will admit I wear a mask at work, but because I don't want to wear makeup. Oh. <laughs> um and I just don't want the clients to have to see my face. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm just really afraid of COVID." <laughs> um but yes, more and also, I will admit I have not gotten a cold since I've started this whole mask thing. So I do think they help with like the spread of, you know, colds and stuff. But yeah. No, it, it like, does. I mean, they've been doing it over in Asia for years. I, but mainly like when somebody ha- has a cold themselves, they would, they would put a mask on. And yeah, then, and then it, you just kind of know to stay away from them, you know, six foot yeah. or whatever it is. And I think for what I do for work, it does help. I mean, it, it's more for like the privacy. I can make little faces at my clients if I want. Um, <laughs> I don't have to wear makeup. So I put the mask on for work. But the performativeness of putting a mask on, I'm I'm noticing more of that. And it's just like a symbol. Like, I believe in science. Really? Yeah, I think everyone believes in science because it's fucking real. Duh. <laughs> also... The vaccine? Don't get me fucking started. 
Yeah, I, I've gone this far without it. Um, I don't know. A lot of people were forced to do that. Now, I um okay, so I took the vaccine. I even took the okay. So I took the booster because the city was paying people a hundred dollars to take the booster. So I was like, "Fuck it! I already took the first two. I'm gonna go get myself a hundred dollars." Isn't that crazy how they're bribing people? I mean, it's just it's nuts, man. Yeah, I'm not taking another. I'll say this: I at the time that I took the vaccine, I was nervous. I had I had been surprisingly hairdressers were one of the first people sent back to work, like. Really, we were like that important. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So I I had been sent back to work. And New York, it was really bad here. Like, I would, I don't think the rest of the country got hit with COVID as bad as we got. Like, I would go, we would go to the store. And the guy working the deli would tell us about, like, every other day about how someone in the neighborhood died from COVID. Like, like yeah. a lot of people were actually dying here. It was pretty bad. Well, you guys are, you got a shitload of people all crammed in together, you know, like sardines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's real close together right? in the and city there. public transportation. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So anyways, it was really bad. So I got sent back to work very early on before restaurants, retail, you know, like really hairdressing is that fucking important. <laughs> so I was, I will admit, I was nervous. So like when the opportunity to get vaccinated came along, I immediately got vaccinated. I was, I was very scared. I had just lived through, you know, April. Let me explain April of 2020 in New York City. So I live on the sixth floor. And so at the top of my building, so I can hear a lot of the um, the neighborhood. And we just used to hear sirens nonstop all day. And then there was one night where it was like, oh, my God, I said to Fupa, there's no sirens. And then it was like a cacophony of like seven or to ten sirens all at once. And it was just nonstop. It was very, very scary because you knew that those were just ambulances. Right. So I was scared. And so I took the vaccine in April of 2021 with the memory of April 2020 fresh in my head. Now, I'm not going to regret my decision to take a vaccine. Like, whatever. I got COVID in in February of 2022. Okay? I've been vaccinated for polio. And I have never gotten polio. Yeah. Like, so come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, and then you try to tell me this vaccine works. And then they, all my other vaccines worked. And then they tried to change the, the definition of what a vaccine is. Yeah. It, and the, it's something, um, you know, we talk about a lot. Me and my friends is what are they? The MNRA that style of vaccine, which the COVID vaccine is, has only been around for 10 years. So we absolutely do not know the long-term effects of a vaccine like that. Yeah. 
you know, they may turn out to be, yeah, it's fine, but we don't know. So when people say, so I feel like my body is different. Well, we don't know the long-term effects of that. And that is what that person is feeling. And you need to drop the, oh, you know, I'm a good Democrat, so I trust the vaccine, or I'm a good Republican, so I hate the vaccine, and just listen to, you know, what people are saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, again, I my last vaccine before my COVID vaccine was, I was 17 years old. I got my um, measles mump ru- rubella. Um, I don't, so I don't remember if the injection site hurt or not. I mean, I'm 49. I, I can't remember a shot I got when I was 17. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I've never had measles, mumps, or rubella. And my arm really, really hurt after I took the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And then well, I got COVID. Yeah, that's that's the important factor there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't. They can they can say that it made it less dangerous or whatever, but it's not. Yeah, a, and that's it's not a vaccine. Was, it could be some kind of medicine to lessen the blow, but a vaccine literally keeps you from getting what you're getting vaccinated for. Yeah, like I've never had polio, <laughs> you know, because I was vaccinated against polio. Yeah, why well, never? Polio's I, back, so woohoo! <laughs> I mean, I've probably got more of the more vaccines in my body than any of the, most people have because you know I went overseas a few times. Oh yeah, they, you need all those military vaccines. Yeah, they were giving us all kinds of shit, man. We were just standing in line, but um, I didn't do this la- this latest one, and I, I came out of it all right. So we'll see what yeah. happens here with this next the next cycle that's going around, though. I, I don't even think the current vaccine protects against the next cycle anyways. Right. They like, keep coming out is, with these different variants and all that crap. Yeah. And like I said, um, now I, I'm not going to say I regret my decision because, you know, the reasons I made my decision to take the vaccine. Um, yeah. I also don't know if maybe my COVID would have been worse if I hadn't have taken the vaccine. I can't. I can't tell you because I only got COVID after getting vaccinated, but I was pretty fucking sick. Yeah. And I had brain fog for like, after I was like out of work, I still had brain fog from COVID for like three weeks at least. Uh, I had it at least once. And the time that I knew about it was super mild the only reason I even knew I had it was because my wife got sick and she had like a fever. And this is when it all first started. So I felt like super guilty. So I called my work and I said, hey, look, my wife's got a fever. So they they had me come in, you know, stuck a Q-tip up my nose and then t- sent me home. They called me a couple days later. Like, yeah, you got it. So I had to stay off for like another 10 days or whatever it was. And I mean, I didn't even, couldn't even hardly tell that I had anything. I was just like drinking beer and playing video games and shit. So, (laughs) but my wife did get sick, you know, and she had it. So I I don't know, everybody's different, you know, I don't. Boop and I both got really sick when we got COVID. So we're like, and this is like supposed to be, you know, 
the blow has been lessened. Like, I don't really believe that this vaccine, they could have just in, injected me with saline and it would have probably just made me feel better. Yeah. Like, you know, because it was all mental for me at the time. Like, I was just nervous. Yeah. And so, like, everybody's, I think, probably close to 100% of the population has probably had it at least once, whether they know it or not. And yeah. isn't that, isn't that supposed to be that it would keep you from getting, like, super sick the next time around? Yeah, supposedly. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, yeah, I don't and then then here's the other thing that confuses Fupa and I were talking about this the other day. It confuses me about the COVID vaccine. Okay, so I don't know how vaccine sites were where you are, but I got vaccinated in Brooklyn. I got vaccinated by the army. <laughs> like, you know, doesn't that isn't that like a little suspicious? Yeah, that's crazy. Like you- full, they were full uniform national i think they were the national guard actually but full everyone's in uniform i got vaccinated by the army well you know what i think i i remember hearing that they um because it was so your population is, is so many people didn't they like pull up a like a aircraft carrier or something up in the bay Oh, God, we had so many vaccination sites. Yeah, like, I hear you can just, like, go to Walgreens or something. Yeah, we had so many vaccination sites. I had to go to, I want to say it was a school. But I, I don't even know. It wasn't in my neighborhood, but it was, you know, it was only, like, five train stops away. But it's not where I live, so I don't know the neighborhood real well. It felt like it was a school that I got vaccinated by the army in a gymnasium. Huh. Yeah, it's kind so, of kind of feels like one of these uh, movies, one of these Armageddon movies that you used to see, you know, where they're bringing everybody into like a FEMA camp. Yeah, I so, feel like they're going to like activate me, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not crazy, but like anything is possible. Like, that's what I tell people. It's not that you're you're crazy. It's that we literally don't know the future. So absolutely anything is possible. There's like anything you could tell me anything. And is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Yep, I can't. You don't doubt anything anymore the way it's been going. No. And, you know, you get to. A certain age and you're like you see enough shit and you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm not you can say what maybe 20 years ago i would have said was something was bat shit now i'm like mm, yeah no no i mean I, it's possible yeah same here like i may not believe it like i think the earth is round but like there's other reasons why i think the earth is round and it has to do with the construction of the Verrazano Bridge, but um, <laughs> what do you mean? The the way of okay, I love bridges, and the Verrazano Bridge is it was an engineering masterpiece. It's a suspension bridge, and it was a, it's the longest suspension bridge in the country. And at the time that it was built, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world. And to be able to build a suspension bridge, like that they had to calculate in the curvature of the earth 
and so the um the posts that on both sides i forgot what they're called in a bridge are slightly they're not straight up the way that we perceive them they they come up slightly at the curvature of the earth you can't really see it and mm. that's how they were able to make that bridge longer so that's what makes me believe the earth is round yeah just i mean because that wouldn't work if the earth was flat i mean it there's people apart. that get super pissed off about arguing about that shit and to me i'm just like I don't care because it doesn't make a difference at the end of the day, you know? And it's like, now, is there something in Antarctica that they don't want us to see? Yeah. And that's very possible whether the earth is flat or round. So, yeah. And it goes back to my theory of 90% of a conspiracy theory is true. Like people know that there's something they don't want us to see like why can't we why can we fly over the north pole and not the south pole Mm -hmm. right we fly over the north pole all the time why can't why don't we know what's inside what are they hiding from us it could be other continents like you were talking about um it could just be they built you know their own safe space there you know we don't know what they're hiding there but i think they're hiding something or like the the German NASA program over there, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, it could be so many different things, or it could be all of those things. Right. They, they might definitely... be. Yeah, they could be hiding everything. That would be the best place to put it because we're not allowed over there. So they might have all kinds of shit over there that we don't know about. Yeah, and they don't let us see it. So people start saying, oh, well, what it is, what is it? And then, you know, like, you know, little kids playing a game of telephone, (laughs) it's passed down, it gets passed down, and it ends with the earth is flat. (laughs) Now, I'm always just like, like, okay, let's dial it back from the craziest part of a conspiracy theory to the point where it's something like that. You're like, okay, yeah, no, there is something hidden. And I do that with, like, every conspiracy theory. Like, you're like, the Clintons killed people. And then you give me a list of everyone they killed. And I'm like, okay, let's dial it back and just find the ones that they killed. Yeah. You know? But, like, the moon landing. Like, I don't think you could fake the moon landing. But I do think that they faked that picture. Um, so you think they went to the moon? I do. Oh, and my reason is this. There's too many people involved. Like, you can keep a secret if it's only a few people. But the more people involved, the harder it is to keep a secret. And there's too many people involved in the moon landing to be able to keep it a secret is my reason. I can see that. But I think that that picture of them on the moon, I think they got up there, they shot a picture of the photograph didn't come out well and they just staged a new one or they staged the picture in advance because they didn't have the technology to get a good picture but this is too many people involved for it to be fake in my in my opinion i mean it could be fake we don't know i didn't go to the moon yeah i i'm still not 
I'm kind of on the fence. But um, this is probably my longest episode ever. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I know you <laughs> are. <laughs> I can't shut up. Hey, we I can. Uh, it's one thirty. We can we can do this however many times. I mean, we. I'd be yeah. I'd be glad to have you come back. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely come back. This has been fun. Yeah, and thanks for uh, hosting the Zoom meeting too, because you know me, I'm a cheapskate. I would have had to pause it and restart it and do all that crap. Yeah, <laughs> I have, I have a paid Zoom account for reasons unrelated to podcasting. Oh, okay. I play Jackbox games with my parents every Sunday night, and oh. I have since 2020. And so you need a free, Zoom, you need a paid Zoom account to be able to, you know, host a two-hour meeting. So oh, that's cool. I just use it for podcasting, but I never, I, I don't pay for anything for podcasting. I what, pay for this so I can talk to my parents. What is it? What are the Jackbox games? Oh my God. Okay. So Jackbox games are so fun. They're like, they, you would call them party games there. I own the game. So they're all on the computer and they're like little party games. Like you can draw you can like type in phrases there's one called quiplash they're just silly little games so i broadcast it on the screen and from your phone you just type in a room go to a website and type in a room code and now that becomes your controller and you can you can like so okay we have one that we play me fupa sarah the ruthless heather and sarah's boyfriend carl called civic doodle and it's where we draw and it's basically just the five of us drawing as many dicks as possible. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but that's how we play. That's not how you have to play. It's just the five of us seem to just want to draw dicks all the time. It reminds me of that movie Super Bad, where the guy loved to draw dicks. Yeah, we are just like <laughs> teenage. The f- four of us are just like teenage boys. <laughs> like let's just draw some decks but it, they're really fun and you know we host zoom game nights all the time just randomly for fun if you you ever want to play with us just let us know it's usually like we start around seven o'clock you know you're i think you're in the same time zone as us yeah yeah and it's it's just like there's ones where you just like you answer questions and it's all just everything about it is silly they're really fun that sounds so cool I play them with my parents every sunday night all right. Um, well, you want to plug your show and all that stuff? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, everyone, please listen to Legs and Eggs podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever else you get podcasts. Where um, uh, comedy, no judgment for anyone. Like, we don't care what you believe. We just want you to laugh at our jokes. <laughs> yeah, they got some super good audio, like... Uh... They literally motivated me to edit my podcast because I'm li- I listen to theirs. I'm just like, oh, compared to mine, it, it just makes I, you could just tell that I wasn't being professional. It almost felt like I didn't even give a fuck. So then I, that's when no. I started. That's when I started editing a little bit more after I came on your show. Just no, just letting everybody know. I mean, you guys do a good job. And just let everyone who listens to your podcast know that your podcast is amazing. And don't change anything about it. I fucking love it. <laughs> All but right. You also listeners would love legs and eggs. Yep. 
All right. So it was good talking to you. Good talking to you. We can do it again anytime. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Clint. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.